ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Tuesday, June 9th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer coming up today on the program. We're going to hear from Teddy Klumper from the Big Green. We'll catch up with him here in the next few minutes. Talk about fundraising efforts. Uh, part of the reason why I want to have Teddy on is, of course, eventually fundraising is going to ramp back up to full capacity. We've talked about earlier in past episodes of the show the fact that Marshall seems to have the budget under control at this moment. Really haven't been too many announced cuts or anything drastic that's going to happen. On top of that, there'll be some changes in Conference USA, how things are funded as far as trips, conference opponents, everything that I'm sure we'll eventually have a broader picture of. But fundraising continues. And on top of that, yesterday's story by Grant Trailer in the Herald Dispatch talking about the baseball park. I think it was safe to say, or at least I thought it was safe to say, that the ballpark was going to continue. I know we've touched on the topic of if a sport was going to be cut, would it be baseball? But I don't think anyone truly thought that baseball would be a sport you cut or the facility would be cut or the fact that you just wouldn't do the ballpark at all and baseball might go by the wayside. I don't think that really came into my mind. And apparently it did for a lot of people. A lot of people were talking about, okay, this ball, this ballpark's not going to be built. Here's a... Here's another delay. This thing's never going to come to fruition. And so Teddy's going to be on with us today. They're still fundraising. They're still fundraising to put it together. And he'll talk about that, clear up some misconceptions about the ballpark. I didn't think it was going anywhere because I know the people involved. You have Mike Hamrick, who has basically come out and said, it's happening. Not we want to build it. It's happening. You have Huntington Mayor Steve Williams, who has come out to say, it's happening. He said, it's going to happen before I am out of office. Now, for him, if he gets reelected, timetable continues. But still, he has said it's going to happen. A lot of money has been put into the process of acquiring the, the property. This is the closest we've got to the ballpark. So to think that it's not delayed but not going to happen Hard to imagine for me. So Teddy's going to come on the program here. We're going to talk a little bit about the fundraising efforts for that. And later on, we'll get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's the number to be a part of the program this afternoon as we continue with our closing in on maybe seeing some more actual sports happen. Baseball, hockey, basketball, we're getting closer and closer to an actual possibility of things happening. Uh, Fight Island is a real thing. It's not just something in the mind of Dana White. Fight app. I mean, it's really happening. Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. That's going to be the place where next month is happening for the UFC. So the UFC continues with their content, bringing out fights. 
hopefully it's not going to come back on them as they're, I hope, doing the proper medical, social distancing, quarantining, everything that goes in there. Honestly, that's a guy who, uh, he's P.T. Barnum for the fight game. Making Fight Island happen. So we'll get into that a little bit more. And of course, as I mentioned, I do want to get your phone calls in today. So uh, we've got a wide open show for you today as uh, it's been pretty quiet on the sports front. We don't know what the NBA season is going to look like until we get it going. But there's already talk that the NBA could have a condensed 2021 season. I know there's some talk that the NHL season is going to be completely different. It could be pushed back, maybe it permanently, because the NHL is going to be playing a lot later to finish up this season. So I would think that they would probably want to start their season a little bit later. Could that be a permanent change? Could the start of hockey season begin the new year? Could it begin in January? Could it begin a little later, a little sooner? I would think January is where it's going to really happen. I don't know. And that's where we're at today. So really still in a holding position as far as sports are concerned. We're getting closer and closer. I know we've got boxing coming up on ESPN tomorrow. So we're getting something come back. NASCAR continues. So we're seeing what NASCAR brings to the table. I know fans are trying to still get into sporting events. I forget where it was. It was over. It was overseas. I don't remember if it was a soccer match. But they have fans lined up outside of the stadium. And some even had platforms they were getting on to try to look over into the stadium. They had cherry pickers. They were looking over into the stadium trying to see the match. I forget where I saw that, where that photo was. I apologize for that. But could you imagine? You don't have that many fans over at um, Jones C. Edwards Stadium, and you got fans who are on public property trying to uh, peer over, peer into the stadium. I, I don't know if we're going to get to that point, but soccer fans love their soccer. I mean, could you imagine? You got fans lined up. It's like Little League Baseball. You go by, maybe like a place like League Two in Huntington, you go by, and instead of going in, you've got fans who are lining the outside. They're sitting, they've got their lawn chair up, they brought their own refreshments, knowing darn well that Little League Baseball sort of concessions help fund Little League Baseball since there's not an actual ticket charge to get in to see a Little League game. It's sort of, That's what it reminded me of a little bit more. But fans were not social distancing whatsoever. They were outside, they were looking over, peering over, trying to see. They want to see it in person. And I don't know what the difference is at that point. If you're looking over the stadium or if you're actually just watching it on TV, I don't know what the big major difference is there. But we'll get into all of that later on and your phone calls as well. But when we come back from break, I want to hear from Teddy Klumper from the Big Green. We're going to talk a little bit about funding. That's going to ramp back up soon. Baseball is still happening, or at least that is, at least today, the state of the union as far as the status of baseball still happening. Teddy joins us when we come back from the break here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Want to welcome to the program now from the Big Green, Teddy Klumper. And a few months ago, Teddy and I spoke about some of the challenges of fundraising in the middle of a pandemic while things are starting to open back up. 
And there's probably some rumors, some things that probably need to be addressed that Teddy is excellently qualified to talk about. And he's with us now on the program. And Teddy, I know it's got to be frustrating for you, for people to speculate when they don't know what's going on. And university has been, I think, very smart in coming out with information when it's needed to be put out. And yesterday, Grant Trailer in the Herald-Dispatch talking with Mike Hamrick, the athletic director. And the baseball project's just postponed. It's continuing on. But I know that's probably led to some difficulties as far as fundraising because there's been that speculation. Baseball's not going to happen. And that's just, I mean, that's just not not the case. <clears throat> and I know that the first thing that, uh, you know, many will say is, well, you know, here we go again. Or, you know, we've been down this road before. Look, there were, there are a significant amount of people, former players, former athletes, former boosters, former coaches, uh, you name it, who have heard long before, you know, that a baseball stadium is going to be built. And let's see, it wasn't this past year. So the year before, so this was, my goodness, 2018 homecoming, uh, we had all of the baseball uh, alumni back. And it was fantastic. I think we had over 100, 150 there. And we, we had a, an event on Friday night. We talked about the baseball stadium. We talked about what we were going to do. This is again. This is this is 2018, and I remember one of the questions said from the crowd was, "What makes this announcement different from all the announcements before?" And I thought it was pretty pointed. Mike Hamrick said, "Other people have told you they've built a baseball stadium. I've never. You've never heard that from me until now." So you know he 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 knows that our baseball stadium or excuse me, he knows our team needs a baseball stadium. Everyone knows our team needs a baseball stadium, and our team is getting a baseball stadium. Fast forward to 2019 homecoming. We brought them back in. We showed them some of the pictures, uh, some of the uh, renderings, rather, you know, and everything was fine. We, we Once the land was closed, once the land officially became ours, there was a lot of hoops to have to, you know, jump through. Humda was a big help. City of Huntington was a big help. All that stuff just couldn't. This idea, this property that, that we've identified, you know, 5th Avenue and 24th Street is the ideal piece of property as it ties campus together. Soccer stadium, baseball stadium, football stadium, campus. So there was, that's, that's, that's the property. That's it. So we had to wait till all the I's were dotted, all the T's are crossed. Then, okay, let's go. Boom. You know, everyone steps up. You know, we start raising, you know, we've raised close to, you know, five to six million dollars. And then, boom, a pandemic hit that none of us saw. And, you know, I I had to answer several questions this morning as to, oh, that's just an excuse. I just don't think it's a good idea to be out raising funds during a pandemic when we're not even sure that the students that, you know, there was a time. I think we can all agree that none of us knew how bad or how bad this was going to be. And I think we're only now starting to see how it, you know, how it affects things are opening back up. but. You know, of course, the you know the president and folks in safety, they've they've done a tr- tremendous job of making sure that we're all safe, you know, that we're all doing the right things, and then we're opening back up the right way. And we think we have, and you know, we'll get back to there. But I just don't think it was a good look to start fundraising again during a pandemic when some people were you know weren't even sure they were going to have a job. Teddy Klumper joining us from the Big Green. So we fast forward to today, and. Mr. Hammerk had to reassert that the ballpark's happening, reaffirm to everyone. When do you think it's um, going to be able, when you're going to be able to go out again and maybe start ramping back up, starting to look at fundraising, or are you still in that holding pattern right now? 
No, I mean we're at we're actively when I say we're actively fundraising, we you know we the 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 primary focus, if you will, of the Big Green is obviously to advance the annual fund, which is tied to so many of the contributions with ticketing, parking, so on and so forth. Our booster clubs, you know, our fiscal year is getting ready to reset. You know, our calendar year, fiscal year, I know that gets kind of confusing. Anyone who wants to support the baseball stadium, we've never, you know, we haven't said, oh, no, wait, you know, don't, don't, don't take it. We've continued to raise. So basically, I, I would, I would, I would compare it to being still in the silent phase where we're out actively talking to people. They were, you know, again, if I, you know, I know, feel like I'm pretty comfortable. I know who I'm going to solicit and what they do before I ask them to support the baseball stadium. And if they're, their job or they've been infected by COVID, probably not the best time to ask them to make a significant contribution. You know what I mean? So as things open back up and as people, you know, start to, you know, give other places and do other things and, and things begin to normalize, then you'll, can, you'll, you'll see us continue to normalize. I thought it was really smart on Mike Hamrick's part to continue as if the season's going to start at the same time, not be out there so much speaking. But on the flip side, you know how people sometimes, if they don't hear anything, they think you're not doing anything in the background. You've been at work every day. You've been working. And you know, today even validates that more. You know, you're not just sitting around at your desk looking, looking good, watching Cleveland um, Cavalier highlight reels from the championship. You know, you're not watching classic Cleveland Indians games. You're not doing that. You're, you're trying to make sure that the university has the funds it needs to fund the athletic department because Marshall's been really fortunate. There hasn't been a cutting of programs. There hasn't been a reduction of salary as of yet and all the other things that we've seen at other institutions. Marshall seems to be in good control of its budget right now. Well, that's because of that. A lot of people that are a lot smarter than I am you know, have done a, a lot of good work for years. And that just, I think that, I mean, I think you just kind of nailed the head Marshall's position itself well to deal with trying times and circumstances. And to, if I have to watch game seven of the Cubs and Indians in 2016, one more time on the MLB network, I'm probably just going to quit watching television altogether. But, you know, we've, you know, our, our, we just had the season ticket deadline. I know that, you know, they're, they're very encouraged by what we had, you know, what we have renewed and we're, you know, on the flip side, again, lining folks up with the annual fund whose contributions tied to their chair backs or their parking, you know, that's, this is, this has always been a busy time for us. And we have been, you know, working, we've been, you know, trying to, you know, people have been very good to us through the pandemic. Our numbers are a little bit behind as anyone would expect, but really, Again, I'm I'm hopeful that as things normalize, we will normalize, and I think we'll be, you know, right there. I, I do. I think we're going to be really close to where we we have been, which is saying a lot. That you know, 90 days or so, this place was, you know, for all intents and purposes, shut down. Teddy Klemper joins me from the Big Green, and yeah, I think one thing that needs to be stressed, and I've seen it at other institutions, but Marshall, at least to me, was the first institution to announce that you can get your big green membership, you can get your season tickets, and there's not going to be a penalty if there's mm -hmm. not a season or if there's a shortened season. And you've devised ways that fans can either get a refund or they can put that money forward towards next year's season tickets, or they can just use that as a gift and put that as part of their, their contribution for that year. 
So really, if you want to go to a Marshall football game this year, depending on the capacity, get your season ticket. That'd be the best bet. Yeah, I mean, I think we've made it pretty, pretty, um, oh, completely whiffing on what the phrase is. Um, pretty clear. Pretty Well, not pretty clear, but uh, uh, risk-free, I guess, okay, rather. Okay, yeah, averse-free, yeah. You know, yeah, you, if you buy your season tickets, you don't feel comfortable going, tell us, we'll refund the money. Something happens, which I don't believe that'll be the case, and we don't have football, then you, like you said, they can be refunded, they can put it towards 21, they can give it to the big green. So I'm a big advocate of number three all around. But, you know, all all jokes aside, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't think anyone knows. I think it, I think you and the media covering sports and you see this, I mean, it is truly a daily, hourly change. You know, there was a, you know article yesterday where the World Health Organization said asymptomatic didn't spread. Now today they kind of backed off that. So it's, it's, regardless of what it is, I don't think anyone knows. And I th- but I think it's, I think all the signs that we see are positive moving forward that, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have a football season and, you know, just buy your season tickets, be a member of the big green, shouldn't have a problem. I, I know you're not going out door to door saying, Hey, give me money, but here's an opportunity for you for someone who wants to maybe start back up or maybe be that first time big green donor or just give more. So here's your soft pitch. Here's your opportunity to maybe uh, guide people to what they can do and what they, you know, need to do if they want to give. I think John Sutherland said it best, you know, the first couple of weeks that we had, you know, we, our main goal was to check on people. We, we tried to call as many of our Folks have been supported and just checking, making sure that they were, they were, you know, doing all right, so on and so forth. As things have begun to normalize, and I've said that two or three times, people have continued to be good to us, make their contribution. We're so flexible on how people can give, uh, not to, you know, the methods of giving, the ways of giving monthly, you know, different payment plans up until the football season starts. So, you know, that's that, that's an easy that 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 you just let us know how you know people I would encourage most people if they're just not going to make a straight gift online or make a straight gift in the mail just to call us in the office get on the phone with myself John Tyler Taylor Bev Tassie any of us will will you you figure out what you want to give we'll figure out how you can give it um, and then as far as you know the new joint you know the the first time big green member you know I guess. You know, we've always touted Herd Perks, you know, that has what, 75 different discounts for, you know, vendors across the tri-state area. That one's kind of tough right now until everything gets back open. But I think you will agree with me every day, you know, just so you see something different, see something different. I saw somewhere where it looks like, uh, you know, golf courses was strictly, you know, one to a cart. Now it looks like tomorrow or the next day you can go two to a cart. You know, maybe that's just certain places. But things are, every day, things are opening back up and getting more any more normal. Teddy Klemper's joining us from the Big Green. And again, a baseball park is happening. It's not going anywhere. It's just delayed due to, of course, the pandemic delaying a lot of things. And honestly, I, I'm happy that it's not being rushed. There's no rush to get this done. And of course, it affords you more opportunity to fundraise as well and to, to really do this first class because I think that's the goal. Get it done, but get it done right. And you always need more support. And I think the last thing you want to do is show pictures of a, you know, state-of-the-art baseball 
facility, not a stadium. It's a facility it has, you know, different things in there. And then it'd be, you know, carved down and, you know, it, it'd not look like anywhere close to what it, what it was supposed to. I think that would be, that would be bad. You know, I don't, I don't, I think that this, you know, we're going to, I think we have demonstrated where the way we built facilities, they're first class facilities, they're going to last, they're, you know, they're the best in the, you know, the best of that you can find. And, you know, I think at one point when we opened the indoor athletic facility, I think there were four institutions that had a facility like that, Kentucky, Auburn, uh, an NFL team, and a, I think it was two NFL teams, Kentucky and Auburn and Marshall. Now, of course, that was four or five years ago. And those, you know, those things evolve every day. But I think we've, again, we've demonstrated that when we build facilities, they are first class. And that's what this baseball stadium is going to be. Teddy Klumper, my guest from the Big Green. And, of course, I can't wait for sports to get back soon because, well, to be quite honest, Teddy's no fun if I don't have anything to argue with him about. I mean, he's too nice yeah, of a guy. Kind of things to talk about. I'm, I'm serious. Well, you're too nice of a guy. Except when it comes to our sports teams, anything else I can't I can't argue with you. I can't fuss with you. I mean, just that nice of a guy. Talk about our sports teams, though, man. It's a different ball game. Polar opposite. Exactly. I mean, I don't even know how do we get along because obviously you root for the wrong baseball team. You root for the wrong football team. I, I, I don't well, even your baseball team is just a farm team to my baseball. Team. Oh, is that is that true? Is that true? Uh, you don't even have a hockey team, do you? I don't have a hockey team. Not a big hockey guy. See, we need to change that about you. I guess if I'd have to pick one, it would be the Blue Jackets by default. Okay, we could do that. I mean, look, uh, I'm a Rangers fan, and, and the Blue Jackets play against the Rangers. We can do that completely. At least it wasn't a Pittsburgh. You weren't the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> I mean, which no. I, that wouldn't make sense for you anyway. That, that would be no. totally out of character no. for you. No, and, no, no. And we just need an NBA team for you now. We'll be all good. Well, yeah, I have an NBA team. Do I? They may be the all-rookie team, but they're, I still have my NBA team. I mean, they have an NBA team in Cleveland still? They do. I didn't know that. 2016 champions. I didn't know that. I, I thought that team folded a few years ago. Yeah, that's what a lot of people thought. <laughs> Teddy Klumper is joining us. Yeah, um, how um, you enjoying watching LeBron in L.A.? I mean... I'm just, I told you, I'm just, I'm tired of watching the Game 7 reruns. Of the Indians, and then their their steadily rotation between Game Seven and Sixteen when they lost to the Cubs, Game Seven and '97 when they lost to the Marlins, and Game Six and '95 when they lost to the Braves. So, it's, I feel like those have been on a steady repeat. Got to get some, um, got to get some wins there. You got to get some yeah. World Series wins. Yes, it is. So we're building the baseball stadium. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be a challenge. I think everybody knows that. We're committed to doing this project. Mike Hamrick's committed to doing this project. And, and we'll continue to raise. And anyone who's interested in, in finding more about out to support the baseball stadium can just call us in the big green and we'll, we'll walk you through it. Teddy Klumper, my guest. Sometimes he's a good guy when he's not rooting for his, uh, his Cleveland team. So other than that, you know what? 99% of the time, you're great. I'll take 99% of the time. It's just that, by the way, are we, if we have an NFL season, are we going to give it a year or are we going to go right back into our feud? Right back into the feud. Right back into it? Right back into it. Okay. Paul He's versus Teddy? He's the savior, apparently. Yeah, well, he is the savior. Did you not know that? Unless he breaks, unless he break, if he doesn't, if he doesn't break the rookie touchdown record, and I can't remember who, oh yeah, that's right. That would be Baker. Um, Still a reigning rookie. 
yeah. as the reigning touchdown record as a rookie. Did, did he get you to the playoffs? He did not. No, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, LeBron no, James, saying, LeBron James has got a lot of records also, and he, he doesn't have that many championships compared to Who? Jordan. Le- LeBron, you Who's know. that? LeBron, you remember him? Remember oh, him? Okay. He brought Cleveland its only championship in, um, what, was it 50, 60 years? A long time. <laughs> a long time? Since, uh, long since time. what, the Browns won them before the, uh, before the NFL and the AFC merger? Yep. Yeah, so, okay. Records mean nothing. Records mean nothing. It's wins. You know this, Teddy. Wins. Looking forward to playing football all around. Yeah, I am too. I can't wait to uh, get back at it with you at the NFL, but um, keep me updated on what's happened to Big Green because, again, you're right. I think people just automatically assumed, okay, baseball is tanked. It's gone, and that's not the case. It's not. And you look at what you know. we have the possibility of holding and the attractions that that facility will have. And, again, I think just the fact that how it will tie the campus together, soccer stadium, baseball stadium, you know, football stadium, and then in a campus, it'll be, it'll be something pretty spectacular. Looking forward to it. I can't wait to see you on game day soon or sooner. Well, I can't wait to see you, Paul. Looking forward to it. And uh, we'll, um, we'll, have some, uh, we'll have some fun to talk about the, the Bengals and the Browns real soon. But, uh, I will um, I'll keep up, the, up with you because, uh, again, Big Green, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure if you call Teddy now at 4 a.m. with a substantial gift, he'll take it. We will take it. Teddy, good talking to you. We'll do it again soon. All right. Thanks, Paul. That's Teddy Klumper from the Big Green. We got more on the way. It's the Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Tuesday, June 9th edition, the Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We do have some sports coming up tonight. Top-ranked boxing, that's tonight. 7 o'clock is going to be a place to find it on ESPN. So the featherweights are going at it tonight. So top-ranked boxing's back. We've got plenty of classic games still going on. The whole classic game has sort of wore thin on me because how many replays can we just go through? Now, if you've never seen some of this stuff, that's cool. But after a while... We go past the list of classic games and the games that are really good, and now we're just showing games. We're just showing games. We're just showing, you know what? They played that day. Let's show that. That's what we're. That's what it's looking like right now. Hey, for example, let's look at the. Here's what Golf Channel had today. Um, Golf Channel didn't have anything. Uh, NBA. We got the 2005. I'm sorry, 2015 NBA Finals. Uh, that's on NBA TV, the 87 finals. Okay, that, that the Lakers-Boston. Okay, I'd watch that. That's at 6 p.m. tonight. NFL, NFL Network. This came on an hour ago, if you are listening live. Came on at 4 p.m. Eastern time, if you are listening on the podcast. The Cleveland Browns at Baltimore Ravens. The NFL Network showing that. Okay, no, no. Um Hey, here's one I would watch. 1993 Stanley Cup Final. If I didn't turn off some of the sports packages. Look, I'm saving money. Come on. Los Angeles Kings at Montreal Canadiens. Classic game from 1993. If you know anything about the Canadians, they were the team. 
The Kings were led by Wayne Gretzky at that time. I think this is the last time. This is this is it. This is the final Stanley Cup. I think the Canadians won in 1993. I remember this well because I cursed the Montreal Canadiens after they beat the Kings because I was a huge Kings fan at the time with Wayne Gretzky. Uh, that is it. That came on today, 8 a.m. Oh, man, I missed that. 8 a.m. today. Uh, let's see what's coming on tonight, NHL Network. Uh, the Blackhawks, Flyers coming on tonight. I mean, that's what we got to work with. Uh, 2010, Game 3, Stanley Cup Final. Blackhawks, Flyers, uh, Game 6 tonight. Let's see, uh, 11 p.m. if you're up. Tampa Bay taking on Chicago in 2015, Stanley Cup Finals. Nothing really else exciting there. So uh, it's it's just a wasteland right now of things going on. So if you're looking for anything, you've got top-ranked boxing tonight, and then you've got Korean baseball coming up at 525 in the morning. That's that's it. That's what you have to work with here. So do we want sports to come back soon? Absolutely. And it looks like the NBA is probably going to be the first league to get back of the majors. Baseball is probably going to be falling behind. I think NHL will get back before baseball. And TNT, they've already got the plan. This is more of a, I'm kind of curious how they pull this off. It doesn't look like they're going to have announcers in the arena. This is going to be RoboCams all the way. Kevin Harlan was discussing this on SiriusXM NBA Radio, and he says that what he's heard from the people at TNT is that they're going to be in the studios in Atlanta, and they're going to set up as close to possible a broadcast table like they would courtside. So they're going to set them up as if they are on courtside, but they're not going to be on courtside. They're going to have monitors instead. And they might get to be on site for the conference finals, the championship. They might be able to get on site for that. But other than that, no consideration there. And they're still talking about using video game audio. So they're going to use video game audio from NBA 2K, possibly. They're going to pump that in. Do I want artificial? Is that going to make the broadcast better for me? If it's radio, oh, yeah. If it's radio, I I want crowd noise. Because have you ever heard a radio broadcast without crowd noise? Play-by-play, have you ever heard it? It's, It's boring. And so I can understand why they would want to pump in some audio to help accentuate the visuals because you're not going to have a crowd there. I don't think they should superimpose fans. I don't know if they should do that, but I don't know if the crowd noise is going to help me reconcile what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. But if it's like for a radio broadcast, oh, yeah, you definitely need that background and ambiance. You need that. It really helps fill out the broadcast a little bit more. But that's what we're looking at as far as the games coming to you in the NBA. I'm sure it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the NHL because we've got a two-city setup there. Two-city setup. and. How will it play with everything that's connected? I'm curious because you have the national broadcast, and you're not doing this for local networks only. You're doing this for the national broadcast first. This is the reason you're doing this. So you're going to have the national TV, and it's going to be NBC Sports Network, I'm sure, and their partners. So Doc Emmerich's going to be set up somewhere. You're going to have 
probably the Canadian side of this, the Canadian broadcast. So their announcers are going to be set up somewhere, and maybe it's going to be a pool feed, and you have the announcers set up somewhere in their respective studios. And then you got to set up probably the announcers for the radio side of this. Are all these games going to be broadcast on NBC and their networks? You know, There'll be radio networks that have their local play-by-play guys there. How's that going to play out? And you've heard the baseball story. What they're going to do is going to have the road team go without their road broadcasters. So if I'm calling the game and I'm the road team, I'm calling it from home, maybe the confines of the broadcast booth at the ballpark, and they're going to pump in the visuals. How they're going to do that remains to be seen. Nobody's going to be on premises for these things. This is going to be such a sterile environment. It's it's a little different with NASCAR. At least with NASCAR, you hear the engines revving and you hear the the roar of the engines as they go around the track. And, and sure, it's a little different without the fans, but you can put in so much chatter. you got radio chatter. You have the turn announcers. You have, of course, the ambiance, the sound of the race itself. I mean, you've got a lot of things that really make this come off. I know we're nitpicking here, but still, I'm just curious, how is this going to look? Because we all want sports. Or are we going to even care? Is it going to be, we just don't care. It's sports, it's back. That means we have got something to cheer for, something to root for. And this is going to be interesting. This is how it's going to play out in weeks and months to come. Will they allow announcers back in time for college sports? Or will announcers be broadcasting somewhere else, somewhere from a distance? Because, again, college is going to be a little bit different. NBA and NHL, Major League Baseball, they can do this without fans right now. College athletics need the fans. You can't have college sports without the fans because the fans offer a revenue stream. I just can't imagine students being back, fans being back at maybe a limited capacity. Because I don't see them playing in empty stadiums. It's, we're at a point where I don't see it happening. Don't know. We're still months away. We'll wrap this one up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Tuesday, June 9th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, you can listen to the program anytime you want to. All you have to do is subscribe to the podcast. You find us on Apple Podcaster or wherever you get your podcast. That's where you'll find The Drive with Paul Swan. Of course, also on Twitter, you can find me this afternoon at Paul Swan. Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. And uh, the more people who like the page, the uh, higher the grade the interns will receive at the end of the intern schedule. So like those pages. If the page numbers go down, so do the grads grade. Yeah. Now, you didn't know that in the booth, did you? Just you, Spencer. Just you. Your grade goes down. Spencer, by the way, you got demoted this afternoon. Um, Check my Twitter for the new social media director. It's a a Marshall University. You got usurped by a Marshall University athlete as my social media director. So yeah, you, you check that out as well at Paul Swan. I have a new director of social media. I'm looking forward to working with her. Uh, she's really good. Um, she excels in the classroom and she excels on the golf course. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to have her part of my team today. So you'll, you'll meet her on the Twitter 
a cape. Yeah, check it out. All right, uh, all all fun and kidding aside here, uh, briefly I'll touch on it. It was uh, something the columnist wrote because you know what? It's Tuesday. You know what that means? It's Tuesday. It's second guest Tuesday. It's the it's the thing I open them first. Can we get him on yet? I'm getting yelled in the booth. Can we get him on? Can you get him on? Can you get the columnist? Will the columnist open up his schedule for this show? Get him on. I'm talking to the booth, you know, because I won't let him talk on the air. Get him on. Just get him on. No, no, I don't want him for second guess twos. That's his gimmick. Just get him on. Book him. Just book the columnist. There you have it. The columnist today writing about possibility. We can see the Conference USA tournament in Nashville. And you know what? After reading the columnist today, his, his article, I could tell the columnist was happy. Columnists, have, columnists don't like going to Frisco. Yeah. Spencer Dupuy, our, our intern, saying that it's very hard to make the columnist happy. Going to Nashville would make the columnist happy. I mean, it's close. The good food is, is the booth is yelling to me here. The good food for the columnist. I mean, he would get to go and watch all the action. It's going to be a, a more streamlined tournament as well. There you go. So the columnist talking about Conference USA might get out of the Frisco business. And I was willing to give that a try. I'm honestly always willing to give something a try if it's within reason. And it just didn't work for me. Like, okay, let's see what this looks like. Let's see what they've come up with. This didn't work for me. The two-court concept was was okay with the divider. You're playing in a, an arena that is stylized for football. You didn't have the intimacy. You didn't have the crowds. I don't know how much tourism that Frisco saw, but Frisco, Texas, I'm sure it's a wonderful place, but there wasn't anything that was enticing for me to want to go to Frisco. The travel, of course, is the big deal. You want something that's a little closer to home for your conference members. And putting a tournament, Frisco, isn't the answer. Now, it was convenient for the conference league offices. I mean, that's one thing about this. It was really convenient for the league offices. For everybody else, every other team, every other fan base, not so much. If you want to grow your tournament, put it somewhere where more fans can attend. A destination. I mean, so that's what was great in Memphis. Memphis was a fantastic location because it was a tourist destination. You go to Memphis, there's a lot of do, to do. Because if you're going to the tournament, how much are you actually going to spend watching basketball? Now, if you're a basketball diehard and a junkie and you stay there and you watch all the games, hey, good for you. That's you and you're having a fun time. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong because you're not. If you go and you want to see Marshall, but you want to do some other things while you're there, because you're not watching all the other games, you're just you're there to see Marshall. You're interested in what Marshall, and maybe you'll watch the game, the teams that they're going to face off against next. Maybe you'll do that. Maybe you'll watch a half session. Nashville, if that's true, according to what the columnist is saying, if that's true, it's a great destination. It really is. So check uh, check Chuck Landon's stuff out, Herald Dispatch. Again, uh, second guess Tuesday. Have you booked him yet? And in in there, have you booked him? Good lord! 
I mean, you've had two minutes. You've had two minutes to book him. That's going to do it for this edition. All right, I'm putting you on the spot. If he's not on this show, you're getting a great demotion. That's that's the challenge right there. Chuck Landon is going to be on this show tomorrow. Make that happen. I want him on the show tomorrow. Make him make it happen. Chuck Landon on the show tomorrow. If not, it's going to be a long day for you in there, Spencer. That's going to do it for this edition. I want to thank my producer, our intern, Spencer Dupuy. Um, I appreciate him giving me a foil to um, to bounce off of. That's going to do it. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.